Welcome to OLWJ Captivation, the podcast featuring boundless superstars and special guests who will provide information on achieving maximum success. I see boundless as not allowing the, you know, things that get in the way, the roadblocks to stop you. You see it and you go, you know what? This is a challenge. And a challenge doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to figure out how to get through this, how to move forward. In fact, I kind of couple boundless with resiliency. Special episodes of the podcast will center around concepts related to financial wellness. For everyone deserves a shot at financial freedom. Dollar cost averaging, it allows somebody to systematically invest whether the market is doing, you know, the, the market is up, the market is down, okay? And notice I, I didn't say uh, market good, market bad. I just said if the market is up or the market is down. There is no such thing as good or bad. It's just the market. And here's the thing. When somebody gets that education, right, where when we sit down with them and we're able to explain to that, they don't get scared by the ups or the downs. Thank you for making the decision to tune in to OLWJ Captivation. This is OLWJ Captivation, the podcast that's about money, mentorship, and motivation. I am the host, Otis Wilson Jr., and I sincerely hope that you'll tell others about the podcast so that they will check it out as well. On this episode of the podcast, we're talking about the adjusting to blindness experience. Although it was tough for Tyrethia Kramer in the beginning, she found ways to move forward. Here she is to tell her story right here on OLWJ Captivation. So glad to have you here. Let's Thank get you. things started by you telling the audience about yourself. Thank you for having me. Well, like you said, my name is Tarithia Kramer, but I'm officially known as Ty. I am actually 40 years old, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, visually impaired, which is the unique part of me for 22 years now. So I'm pretty simple, live a pretty simple laid back life. Pretty simple, laid back life. Explain that to me. What is your definition of pretty simple? What is that? I'm just all about drama free, not really carefree because I have care as business, very business minded, you know, risk taker. <laughs> That's the biggest part of me. I'm a risk taker. So, risk taker. So, oh. let's talk about your risk tie. I know that. I have known you for quite some time, and I want you to share with the audience some of your risks, some of your adventures. I moved to another state by myself. No family, no friends. Just up and left as a (laughs) regular individual. So a lot of people can't say that because, you know, a lot of people in my situation and in your situation, being visually impaired, there is the fear factor of the unknown or stepping out into something new. So that was a big risk and also accomplishment for me. That was the biggest of all moving from Atlanta, Georgia to Austin, Texas. 
yeah, that was a big risk. <laughs> okay. But okay. I did it. Okay, but I did well, it. congratulations to you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank and you were invited on the podcast because I view you as being boundless. What in your mind is the definition of being boundless? No limits. Overcoming the odds. Um, accomplishing what the average Nothing against sighted people, but in my situation, overcoming what the sighted world views as impossible for people with disabilities and visual impairments. Mm -hmm. And tell the audience some of the things that you've done that makes you, in my mind and in your mind, boundless. Um, I worked for a law firm here in Atlanta for seven years. Everybody seems to think that's like hard to believe. <laughs> I've also um, did a number of direct sales companies, um, singing state to state, um, recordings. It's a lot. I've done a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's the gist of it. My, my, you know, um, transitioning from the corporate world to um, just basically network marketing was a big leap, but it has its, its good points and advantages. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the blindness factor and making the adjustments, how difficult was that for you? Um, at first, it was very difficult because um, being newly blind, it was going from having 20-20 sight to having nothing. So everything that I've learned as a sighted individual, I had to relearn as a visually impaired individual. So there was the days of depression, the days of crying, the days of I can't. But as time went on, I realized that the world don't stop. So why should I? I can't be cooped up in the house and doing nothing because there's still a big world out there and life goes on. So once I grasped that concept, I pretty much, like they say, took the bull by the horns. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. It just really just went out there because at that point, it was just no stopping me because I realized after training, the training that I got, that it was pretty much nothing that I couldn't do. I can do anything a sighted person can do, I just do it in a different way. Like I tell anybody sighted, I can do anything you can do except drive. And in a few years, I'll be able to do that. What? <laughs> yes, with, with technology and the things that they're doing yeah. for us, that, that is yeah. definitely true. So true yeah. indeed, so true. And there are so many people who don't understand the blindness and the adjustment factor and how difficult that is. What was the most difficult part of adjusting for you. Some people see the orientation and mobility part of it being difficult. Uh, some people see the technology part of it being difficult. What was the most difficult part of it for you? Um, orientation and mobility. It was um, difficult for me, but especially when I had to actually do it on my own and travel without the help. And also the technology part, because when you're functioning and looking at a computer screen for 18 plus years, and then all of a sudden you have to rely on a screen reader, 
that's a major adjustment and it can be scary at first because you are so used to just looking and getting the task done but now there is no mouse <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. just all key commands and keystrokes and it is it was difficult but practice made perfect so but yes. the mobility part was the the the, the main task for me difficult task mm-hmm. and to prepare yourself and to get yourself in a better position to deal with it what did you do i guess in terms of practicing what did you do to get better i went home and, and when i went home i had a computer that sat next to my bed for years because i didn't think that i could do it as a you know newly blind person but once i took the um, the computer class, I would go home and just type. I had no software. I would just type, you know, what I learned at the center. And I would, you know, have my mom to come look at it and see what I taught. You know, it, it was just everyday thing. And as far as mobility, when we went out um, before I got the training, I would always go sighted guy with my mom or whoever was with me. But once I started the training to get better, I would go and I would use my cane because like the first, honestly, the first maybe two years of being visually impaired, you couldn't pay me to use a cane. Not at all. And no. why was that? Um, I guess it was like the, the shame part because I had been, like I said, I had just graduated from high school. So everybody knew me as sighted. So being visually impaired now was just like, I wasn't accepting it. Like if somebody would say, oh, you blind, that was almost fighting words to me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we got to fight because you just said I'm blind. Don't say that to me. But like I said, once I realized that and it actually took for me to go to a class, um, like a support group, it was called Coping with Visual Impairment. That helped me to realize you're not the only one going through this. And also I went one day and I was crying about my situation. I can't see. I can't see. Woe is me. I can't see. And there was a lady there, two ladies. One had hearing aids and she was totally blind. And another lady was blind and she was in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh my God, there are people in worse situations than me. And I'm crying about this little one little thing. So that kind of, you know, shook me into reality. So like your problem is not as bad as it seems and just get over it because there are people in worse situations than you are. Mm-hmm. And on my podcast, I have talked to guests who have given great information and who have given examples of how people can improve upon their situations for individuals, not only with a disability, but who may be going through any type of circumstances, any obstacles that they might be incurring at this point in time, what kind of advice would you give to them? Take the limits off. Don't restrict yourself to what you're used to. Step out of the box. The box have, you know, it's it's enclosed for a reason. Step outside the box and see around. Don't let anyone no matter the situation the circumstance even what they think stop you from whatever it is you're after whether it's business whether it's um you know traveling 
because a lot of people say you can't do that because you have a disability. You can't do that because you don't have money. You can't do that. But if there's something that you really want to do, take the limits off. Don't be restricted. Go for it because you'll never know what you can achieve unless you step out. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And when we talk about stepping out, your recording career, talk to me a little bit about that. <laughs> I have. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? I mean, you know, let's let's talk about that. You know, you've you've done you've done some things. Uh, you know, you... I have. I recorded. Um, it's been a few years now. I recorded um, an actual gospel CD. It did pretty well. Um, it was in Atlanta, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, and I went to California, and I met a guy there. Well, me and my mom went with the church and um, met a guy there from Hawaii, and he heard the um, the music. Well, he actually heard me performing it live, and he took um copies back to Hawaii with him so it ended up in Hawaii as well okay fantastic fantastic you know I'll tell you this my friends uh I've had guests who have set some awesome examples of being boundless in terms of making money guests who have provided some awesome information on how you can improve your circumstances and of course, one of my favorite topics on this podcast is financial services. So in saying that, uh, Mike Torres, of course, has been my guest uh, more than once, and he has talked about life insurance. And Ty has some experience there as well. Tell me yeah. about your thoughts on whole life versus term life insurance. What would you say to the audience about that? I would say term is the way to go. Um, whole life, um, I don't, it, you, it could have its advantages, but I feel that with whole life, you're not getting the full effect because if something was to happen to you and you have a whole life policy, a lot of people like to say, well, I like this because I can borrow against my policy. Yes, but you also have car insurance. You can't borrow against your car insurance. You can't borrow against your homeowner's insurance. So even having the option to borrow against your policy, I feel it's like, a, I guess you could say a quote unquote trap to me in, in my opinion. And whole life at the same time, what people don't realize is when what the with the even with the the cash the savings account that they say that's set up in there what they don't realize is that that's how they get you in the whole life system because when your loved one passes on they don't get both they don't get the face value they don't get this the savings account attached to it it's either one or the other so in the end whichever way you choose you're losing either you're going to lose your face value or you're going to lose your savings so all of that money you've been paying into for years where does that money go back to the insurance company but and also the a lot of the the clauses that's in it it's a lot of exclusions that people don't know about or don't take time to read so in my opinion for what i know i would say term is the way to go Awesome information. Awesome information. 
Well, Ty, I will say this to you. You are definitely boundless. And I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Now, all I would like to do is to get you to sing a few notes of a song for me. If I can't get that, I guess we're finished, yes? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you did it. In a request. (laughs) Well, you you know, I'll I'll tell you this. um, I I won't put you on the spot like that, but... uh, I I mean, it's, it's up to you. You know, we let's let's sing um, maybe a few verses or let's sing a verse or two or a line or two of one of our favorite familiar gospel hymns. You know, Amazing Grace is something simple. Or I'll let you choose. Okay, I that? could do that. Okay. I could do that. All right. Awesome. You said Amazing Grace, we can do that. Yeah. Maybe a line. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. was blind but now I see beautiful beautiful outstanding outstanding you know I'll tell you this um, it is really a pleasure to have you on the podcast and in my mind you are definitely an example of being boundless so thank you so much for joining me on this episode we have come to the end of this episode of OLWJ Captivation thank you so much for tuning in as well to learn more about what I do visit my website at www.olwjboundless.com There you can subscribe to my mailing list and read my blog. Follow me on Instagram at O underscore Wilson underscore Junior. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at OLWJ Boundless. Les Brown once said, it's okay to fail as long as you land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. Until next time, my friends, take care.